Well, welcome to the first podcast from Columbus Business First, uh, which we humbly promote as the authoritative news agency in central Ohio. I'm Dominic Kappa. I'm editor-in-chief of Columbus Business First. I'm joined by Doug Buchanan, who is managing editor here. He's the guy who handles our day-to-day coverage of news, and uh, which you can find at columbusbusinessfirst.com. Uh, before we get started... Perhaps a little explanation is in order about why we decided to get into podcasting. You know, it's, an, it's simply another way for us to to reach an audience that uh, that we believe is hungry for business news and market intelligence. Man, you know, that's the kind of stuff that uh, that helps executives develop and lead their organizations. Uh, it has implications for careers. Uh, that kind of information, because information we know is is can be very powerful, and that's the uh, you know that's the business that we are in, and that is providing that authoritative report and research for influential business leaders. Uh, We reach our readers in a variety of ways. Uh, We have, uh, through our daily online reports, we have a a print edition. Uh, You'll find our reporters and our editors regularly out on on radio and TV. In fact, uh, this uh, this morning, Doug was uh, uh, a guest on the NPR station at uh, Ohio State University. That's uh, a place where he is a frequent guest. And so podcasting gives us another way to reach out. Now, Doug and I are going to handle a, uh, a weekly podcast every Friday, and we will take a look at the important and relevant uh, news developments breaking in Central Ohio's business community. Uh, I expect that we'll give you uh, not just the headlines, but uh, uh, some insight into why those headlines are meaningful. Uh, we'll also bring in, we'll also enlist our, our reporting staff. They are the folks who are, are closest, to the, uh, closest to the news uh, and they can offer their perspective on um, on those notable and market-moving developments. Uh, we'll also, we promise to bring you interviews from compelling figures in Central Ohio, and there are, uh, of which there are many, uh, whether they be entrepreneurs or analysts, uh, top uh, top executives, educators, you know, people behind the uh, behind the headlines. Uh, beyond that, our, our paper routinely pulls together what we call tables of experts. Uh, we round up a handful of top executives. In uh, in various industries, could be the tech sector, might be uh, might be banking, might be credit unions, in the roundtable discussion, and we let them identify growing trends in their industry. They can sound off on issues, and uh, we will deliver those also to you in podcasts. Uh, you know where can you find them? Uh, these podcasts will be available on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Okay, enough of the introductions. Uh, you know we're coming off a holiday when uh, if uh, if you're like me, you're getting over your Travel and food-induced comas, but uh, the Central Ohio business community was ready to go, and in fact, we got some bright news this morning um, that uh, that Doug will chat with us a little bit about on the uh, on the economy. Yeah, the the good news here is uh, when we're looking ahead to 2016, uh, the blue chip economic forecast done by Regionomics, local uh, economist here. Uh, is projecting a net gain of 22,000 jobs uh, for 2016, uh, which is fantastic, obviously. Uh, That's a 2.2% growth rate, uh, which is decent. In fact, it's actually better than the the national average. And if we hit 2.2% and beat the U.S., it would be the ninth straight year that Central Ohio uh, did better than the country as a whole. That's, uh, I mean, that's, you know, we we're, 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 this area is so overlooked. What, what, do you know what we did the year before in terms of either number of jobs or, it was or about percentage the same. growth? It was about, about the same. same. 22,000 last year, uh, again, which is a very solid uh, <laughs> increase. Um, yeah. 
If you look by sector, healthcare continues to be incredibly hot. I was going to say, where are the where are the where are the areas that are uh, that we're we're looking at? Yeah, healthcare is number one, and and uh, recent <laughs> stories that we've done have looked at even job projections over ten years. Uh, and this was statewide, and uh, the the top three categories were registered nurse, occupational nurse, and another kind of nurse, like a nursing aide. Uh, so healthcare. Uh, is just going to continue to to uh, to power the uh, uh, the most of the job growth. Uh, logistics is also going to do well, and uh, that's even before uh, Amazon comes in uh, with their two big logistics centers. Uh, <clears throat> they're going to have a couple thousand jobs uh, once they get once they arrive. Yeah, absolutely. Like Amazon is a discussion for a, a future podcast. Some uh, some some big some big to dos yep. uh, in in central. Ohio. who does who does the econ- the, the economic that's, uh, report? That's Bill Lafayette of Regionomics. Who's he? Okay. Okay. Well, listen. The uh, um, you know we we this it's it's interesting that the 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 job figures they tie into also what we saw earlier this week in terms of uh, forecasts for apartment construction in central in central Ohio. Um, last year added uh, 3,200 rental units. Opened the doors on 3,200 of them. That was 60 percent, six zero percent increase from 2014. Um, and uh, uh, as we as we sort of look toward uh, toward 2016, uh, we expected vacancy rates, which already are low. They were they they were averaged about 4.9 percent for the region in 2015, lower than the national average, uh, about five and five 5.2 percent on the national on the national scene. Uh, we expect that it's going to probably sink to a 16-year low, 4.5%, which means that whereas we're we're building, they still can't keep up with the kind of demand for this. And I think that probably feeds in a little bit, I would think, to the the jobs market. It does uh, does, uh, feed into that. Uh, Construction jobs did very, very well last year. Uh, and uh, and it actually feeds into an, another related uh, theme that we're seeing, and that is wage pressure, uh, because uh, the there there are so many construction jobs out there, but not enough skilled craftsmen, and so. Uh, they are uh, the, de- the the developers are starting to see uh, increased uh, demand for for wages uh, from their workers. So um, uh, you know that that is an issue to watch. And uh, the latest beige book that we uh, reported on from uh, the last quarter uh, found that not only in construction but in several other industries as well, showing you that uh, uh, how this job market is really heated up and how we're kind of getting toward uh, what they call full employment, especially here in Central Ohio. Yeah, and the, you know those those job. I mean those jobs, those construction jobs are absolutely going to be needed. The forecast is that uh, for 2016 on the on just the apartment side that uh, uh, there will be about 3,300 or so uh, more apartments added uh, this year. Some of the projections come in a little bit lower, um, but still, you know they 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 foresee that vacancy being low, and so as we see not. Only vacancies low, demand for that you're seeing starting to, as you talked about, Doug. Uh, those that that rising wage pressure. Uh, we're also at looking at uh, at asking rents next year to uh, uh, to keep their steady climb up. Back in 2012, they were 784 bucks a month. That's what the the asking average asking rent was uh, in Central Ohio. Next year, we're looking at 867. Yes, so that is like a, a um, exactly, and we've we've seen that that vacancy curve uh, considerably go down. And so um, you know that's that's. Uh, that's a bright sign, I think, for a lot of sectors in in, in the community. Um, you know, and this is a service business. This is a service community. Uh, this also is a community. We're going to take a left-hand turn here, but uh, a community that has really um, sort of gotten its legs underneath it on the hospitality and restaurant side. And we yeah. got a little news this week on uh, um, a, a well-respected, I think, a chain that uh, is, has some inf- interesting things coming up. 
Yeah, I mean, Columbus has a ton of burger uh, burger restaurants, burger chains, but Smash Burger out of uh, Denver was uh, one of the more popular ones, and they closed. They had three area restaurants, and they very unexpectedly uh, shut down last year. Turns out it was a tax issue with the yeah. franchisee. You could say that that had something to do with the operations, but Smashburger, the corporate office, uh, did not think that uh, it had any indication that the market was not ready for Smashburgers. So uh, after some lease negotiations, other uh, things, they have come back and they said they were going to op be opening those three restaurants back up here uh, within the uh, within the next month and a half. That's interesting that, they, that the company will take them over. I mean, clearly that that's an indication that they've got some financial power behind there. And I guess they're going to need it. I mean, you know, better burgers is they call them those burgers that don't cost they cost a little bit more than yes, than uh, than two or three bucks uh, there are a lot of them around here well yeah they've had a lot of competition um, and uh, but but they actually think that uh, that they can that, that they can win because not only are going to open the three but they're also uh, said that they think that they could have as many as five more uh, wow open uh, so they're you know looking in some of the usual suspects DM, uh, Dublin Grandview Heights uh, the, those kinds of uh, neighborhoods but uh, but yeah they you know they they are not shy at all uh, at uh, at uh, competing here in the market well you know they, they open these restaurants and you need to get them there and I think that uh, you know the biggest the biggest manufacturing employer in central Ohio would love to get them there and that is Honda Motor Company. Uh, they wrapped up a great 2015, along with just about every automaker in yeah. the U.S., uh, sold uh, nearly 1.6 million Hondas and Acuras, up 3% from the year before. Um, you know, some numbers that are that are quite outstanding. You know, when you took a look across the, uh, like I said, across the nation, um, Honda actually, in terms of percentage increase, and, and granted, it's a big company, and so it's moving a lot of vehicles, and so those percentage changes are 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 don't move uh, in big numbers. Um, but there was uh, there were some that were very very high places like Land Rover uh, that you saw with with considerable. Uh, increases in sales last year. Um, it is. Uh, I think the expectation also is that it will continue this year, and it's a big deal for. It's a big deal in this community. Like I said, it's it's the largest uh, uh, manufacturer in Central Ohio, about ten thousand workers or so. Uh, but there's a much larger, or maybe not larger, but there's an equally big impact from the suppliers. Uh, we have reported on countless suppliers over the last two, three years that have been expanding after the recession to keep up with Honda and keep up with you know, Honda's growing operations here. Absolutely. That's like when the, when the rock hits the pond and it creates yeah. the ripples, those guys, uh, those guys come along with it. And also beyond, those work, beyond just sort of the number of workers, the vehicles that Honda has, has really made its bones on over the past couple of years. One, the Accord, which has been the flagship of the, of the line for, you know, it, it, it's, it's the Accord right after motorcycles that sort of gave Honda its name in the U.S. when it came here many, many decades ago. Uh, the Accord, uh, just about every Accord in the world is, comes through this city, is built here. Uh, there are some other plants uh, around the around the globe, but the majority of them are built here, and and uh, uh, the sales of that uh, that line are very very important. Also, is the CRV. Yeah, I was going to say. I don't know if you noticed if if you looked at the numbers. Uh, the Accord has been the flagship forever, but the CRV came darn close to overtaking it this year. And uh, you know, I think the expectation is certainly that this year they will 
probably sell more CRVs, although the Accord is due for a redesign, so that could. But if you look at the general trend in vehicles, people are moving away from sedans and into these crossover vehicles, right. like pseudo SUVs, smaller SUVs, and the CRV is in that sweet spot. It's the top selling crossover in the country, and uh, you know it's a it's a you know great great car. Yep, and they're made here in East Liberty, and yep. so they're, they're they run them out by the uh, uh, by the thousands out of here. Wilson, thank you very much for your time. Uh, we will be back next week with a, uh, another look at Central Ohio's uh, news of the uh, of the week, and also we may bring you some other surprises. See you then.